Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 60. Shrimp have deep thoughts, too. I'm reading a new book, Life Between the Tides, by prolific British writer Adam Nicholson. It's his story of watching a community establish and grow in three tide pools he constructed on the north coast of Scotland. And because he's only just across the pond from us here in the northeast region of North America, we're taking a few weeks to share some of his insights and observations of the organisms he's observed. The first animals to move into the tide pools he constructed were shrimp, which he, as a Brit, calls prawns. Shrimp are crustaceans in the overarching group of animals known as arthropods. This is the most diverse and successful group of animals on the planet, thanks largely to another subgroup of arthropods, the insects. In the ocean, there are very few insects. Instead, there are crustaceans. This group is quite prolific in the marine environment. They have all the physical characteristics we would expect. An exoskeleton made of complex carbohydrates, repeating body segmentation, each segment with its own jointed appendage, and appendages modified for different uses, especially eating, sensing, walking, and swimming. They're similar to us in having bilateral symmetry, organized around a midline and having the left and right sides mirror one another, and cephalization, having a clearly defined head region where sensory tissue and information processing is concentrated, as well as where the mouth is. These animals, like us, go headfirst into the world. They do have something a bit different from us, a tail. In vertebrates, a tail is an extension of the spinal column and is largely used for balance. In shrimp, like in lobsters, the tail is more technically called the abdomen and is primarily full of muscle. That's the part we eat when we eat a shrimp. This muscle really only has one purpose, rapid escape. And judging from the size of this body part, which is a proxy for physiologic investment in the body part, rapid escape is an important feature of a shrimp's life. Most shrimp are not big predators. They make their living scavenging on organic matter or eating small organisms which happen to be stirred up as they forage. In nature, if you aren't a predator, you are on the menu. Nicholson describes shrimp as living in, quote, a world of threat, unquote. Watch shrimp going about their daily lives, even for a few minutes, and you'll see what I mean. Can shrimp panic? Their movement appears that way sometimes. One minute, they're placidly puttering around in the shallow water of a tide pool. The next, they are darting away almost faster than you can see, thanks to the activation of that big, meaty tail. These lightning-fast moves are the result of the startle response, or reflex. When a threat is sensed, the body takes over and responds without thought. For prey species, responding to the possible threat of a predator has to happen fast, faster than a decision can be made. We have the same kind of system. Touch a hot stove and your body will pull away before you have time to think, wow, this stove is hot. Ooh, it hurts to touch it. Mm, I should move my hand. These responses come from a deep and wordless place in the self and are rooted in parallel nervous systems. Shrimp have a day-to-day, -day, everyday life nervous system that governs their typical behavior, sensing food and the world around them, processing that information, and then deciding on their behavior in response to that information. Movements originate in the brain of the animal. We do the same and call it thinking. Our brain processes information and uses it to guide what we do at any given moment. Shrimp also have a second nervous system that communicates directly with the muscles in the tail. Sensory information comes in and stimulates a muscular response, the lightning fast getaway, when the difference between life and death is a fraction of a second. We have the same kind of loop. Information can get sensed and then transmitted directly to the muscles, bypassing the brain altogether. It is truly 
deep thought, information processing that happens in our spinal column rather than our head. It's amazing to think that this phenomenon, separated by 700 million years of evolution, has persisted in animal lineages as diverse as us and shrimp. It goes to show that thinking isn't always adaptive, that sometimes just action is required, and that our bodies can make decisions without us. The part we think of us is us, anyway. Well, maybe it isn't amazing. Maybe it makes perfect sense. I'll continue to share insights from Life Between the Tides by Adam Nicholson over the coming weeks. As we move into summer and you start looking for a literal beach read, this would be a good one. This has been episode 60 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.